here's what you need to know. Serena Williams is out at Wimbledon in the first round. She left due to injury in the first set today. Defaulting her match, she had slipped on the baseline. Roger Federer won his opening rounder when his opponent retired from that match with a leg injury after slipping on the baseline in the fourth set on the same court. Some matches today were postponed by rain. Venus Williams did advance. Coco Gauff of the U.S. won her first rounder. England advanced to the Euro Soccer quarterfinals with two late goals beating Germany 2-0. Next up, Ukraine, which won in overtime, eliminating Sweden on a late goal 2-1. Sweden was playing with 10 men due to a red card in extra time. All the games in MLB are at night tonight, including Seattle versus Toronto. Mariners lefty pitcher Hector Santiago was suspended 10 games for a substance on his glove. He will appeal. NBA Game 4 of the East Finals is tonight at Atlanta, 8.30 Eastern. Trey Young of the Hawks questionable with a bone bruise in his foot. I'm Steve DeSager. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan happy tuesday everybody welcome to the full court press for a one-year start time here on june 29th wow we are at the end of june remember last year when it took like mm, two years to get to six months into the year is that because of the pandemic Oh, that was because of a lot of reasons, but yes, the pandemic was <laughs> probably number help. one, man. Like, we had no sports, we had nothing. I remember we were still doing our radio show, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we were, I don't know if we were at two hours or at one hour, but we were waiting for basketball to start, so the basketball season was going to resume. Bubble stuff? Yeah, yeah. in about a month from now. Mm. And uh, it was just weird. Nothing felt right. Nothing looked right. It just looked so disorganized. Well, it just goes to show how much the world values sports. Sports, yeah. Well, and just like how, as you and I, and you know Eric as well, we like our our clocks, like our mental clock, right? In regards to the radio business, is revolved around what time of the year it is in sports. And last year, our clocks were just like someone took the double A battery out of it and chucked it. I mean, we. I mean, it was July. We were playing NBA basketball. Um, it was, uh, it was July and we, I guess, what, August and we had a baseball season, but we weren't even halfway through. I mean, it was a mess. Absolute mess. It was weird. I agree. Uh, welcome to the full court press. That's Cody Amage. I don't know where Eric's at, dude. I've seen Eric for like 28 seconds today. He's having a conversation right now outside the door. He's coming in. I've seen him for like, honestly, 20 seconds today. Uh, it's more than me. You, uh, you can text into our show through our Gill Mortgage text line four three five three three nine zero three two one four three five three three nine zero three two one. By the way, great job by Gill Mortgage today. I was able to stop by their uh, golf charity tournament, their first one they've ever done, mm-hmm. and a lot of first responders and police were able to be there and. Uh, it was awesome to see. Like, I, Coach Blake Anderson was there, the head Utah State football coach. He was there. Uh, he was he was going to go golfing. Um, it was really really cool. Really great event. Big thanks to Gil Mortgage for putting that together. It was it was f- 
fun place to be at uh, over at Birch Creek. Really well done. Really well organized. Uh, Gill Mortgage, if you want to get taken care of, get your loan taken care of, go to Gill Mortgage. They'll take good care of you. Uh, Our text line, 435-339-0321. Did you smack some balls around when you were there? No. So here, so I was going to, and then I, I, I realized two things. One, I think it's like a felony if I step onto the golf course because it's just, it's not good. What? No. Yeah. I mean. Because well, the golf course isn't good? No, because I'm not good. <laughs> I am so bad at golf. Like, people are driving their ball like 250 yards. I would have like a C&I single into the trees. I, 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 I think I'd have better luck throwing my ball off the tee. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you're going golfing with a bunch of, you just chuck. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, I used to love to go golfing, um, but I, I just, I have not been golfing. I've not been on a golf course in at least three years. Yeah, I haven't went golfing in a, thirteen since since away. I went golfing. My son for Father's Day got me a thing so he and I could go golf. He's like, Dad, stop it. We're gonna do something together. Oh, we're that's gonna cool. go golfing. Oh, that's awesome. Like, okay. Wait, do you still have clubs and everything? I still have clubs. I'll have to get the dust off of yeah, them. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 5452, which is AKA Piranhas, texts into the show. Huge shout out to AJ for getting after the IT guys and getting the stream back up so that we can all enjoy the sultry vocal cords of AJ. I don't care what Eric says about AJ. He's the best. See, Piranhas is the man. Piranhas takes good care of me. I take good care of Piranhas. Uh, thank you. For, and by the way, uh, the I, I, if I can be full disclosure, the IT guys didn't fix the stream. Uh, me and another you individual. didn't just get after the IT guy. You like got after the problem and got it done. Yeah, I like I got someone else. And I was like, let's go fix this issue. You ourselves. went above and beyond because nobody Good was here, you. dude. It was an empty place, and I was like, where is my co-host? Where is our IT? That's it. I'm going. To, so I took someone in the back. We came over and we fixed it. So good for us. Uh, yeah. So uh, that might be why. Text line was so dead yesterday, by the way. Potential. Oh, yeah, it's a potential. Could, could have been our bad takes. Hey, by the way, don't forget uh, June 28th through July 2nd. Going uh, on now. Yep, discount tire. 4th of July, sale abrasion. Is that, is that sale abrasion? Sale abrasion. Sale, sale away, sale. Every time I hear that word, I just think of that. Uh, I used to think it was stay away, by the way, for so long. I found out it was sale away. It's like the danger zone. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyways, the sale operation at Discount Tire in Smithfield, located in Providence, now through Saturday. Discount Tire's 4th of July sale is going on. Prices have been going up on tires, but not at Discount Tire. Get, get it taken care of. Get your AC fixed. Make sure it's ready to go for the hot days of July. I know the folks at Discount, they've been really renovating their exteriors and fixing up their buildings. It's really nice. Doing a good job trying to serve the community. Oh, great I love deals. it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, let's see. One five seven zero. Okay, Eric. I know you don't want to talk about it because the rest of the world has, but we 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 needs to talk about it. Okay, we got to. One five seven zero. What do you think? What do you guys think of the Pippen situation? When there's an out of bounds play, who is the first most important player? The inbounder is the first most important player. You have to make the right read. A spot on pass. If your pass is off the mark, anybody but Steph Curry would have uh, would have a problem with a last-second shot. This is why Ingles is the inbounder for the Jazz. 
If he wasn't so selfish, he would realize Phil was trusting him. Dude, well, Scotty's on a, off the rail. Like this is this is just weird. It is really weird, really weird. Like if Michael, he's Jordan, like he's taking he's. I don't know what's going on with Scotty. Me neither. I, I think it started with the, died, with, the, right? with the last dance. Well, and his son passed away recently too. Uh, I don't know about that. That's tragic. But I I think that there were some things that came out through the last dance. Um, he sounded a little bitter about a few things. Oh, he sure did. And then because of that, then there was negative media reaction to him. Uh, Kevin Durant all of a sudden started getting into it for some unknown reason, and Scotty replied, and then Dan Patrick gets him on the air, and it just goes it's and, nuclear. But here's the thing. He sounds like a guy that's, I don't know why, but he's mad at the world. He's lashing out, yeah. and, and and he's not really making a ton of sense why he's doing it. Uh, and it's yeah, really it's, it's sad. It's a mess. And I it's mean, really I, frustrating. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because of the rest of the world has. But I will say, if Phil Jackson was racist, then I don't know what he saw in Michael Jordan. <laughs> because he protected Michael Jordan at almost all cost. Now, and, and then, I mean, Pippen comes out and says, well, And he- we saw through the last dance, Michael Jordan was not a nice man. No! Heck no! <laughs> heck no! Now, did he, and then, I mean, Pippen rings up, well, he got after Kobe Bryant. And it's like, yeah, but Kobe Bryant was an absolute legit, you know what? He was a very much a you know what, and there and Phil had to fix that. Phil understood it. Well, and that the the but situation no in the last there. play I mean, that's just so dumb to call it a racial move. Like how many other plays were called up and drew, drawn up? Like, like Scotty conveniently forgets that he had opportunities to score a couple of buckets, yeah. a couple of buckets, yeah, before that last second <clears throat> shot was needed, and he missed them. So Phil's like, I'm going to go to somebody else who can make a bucket for me. And it wasn't to win the game. It was to secure the victory. Yep. So, Scotty's bitter. He's lashing out. Uh, he's not making a ton of sense. He's definitely not helping himself. No, not That's at all. It's too bad. No, it, and it's a major problem. Okay, so this brings up another issue, though, that I've been thinking a lot about. Hit me. Scotty Pippen and his issues right now. Okay. John Stockton and the anti-vaxxer stuff. Okay. Carl Malone and, you know, getting a girl pregnant when he was very young. Yes. Wait, uh, she was very young. And well, yes, she was even younger. Um, so things that become revealed um, about these players in their early lives or their early careers or things that have happened after their post-playing careers, sometimes they, they don't look good. How much does that tarnish and or should it tarnish what they actually did and accomplished on the court? Like, are we going to conveniently now say all of Scottie Pippen's accolades as a player and accomplishments, well, at the time regarded as one of the 50 greatest players of all time, are we suddenly within the last week writing him off as a somebody who didn't matter? Yeah, are, are, crazy. Are, we, are we too much of being captive in the moment of getting caught up in what's going on right now? That John Stockton appears on a uh, on a documentary where he's not totally anti-vaccine. He's just questioning some things, and people don't even watch the full thing, and they're going after John Stockton. And already, and there's no way John Stockton's one of the five best jazz players of all time because of what he's his opinion is about vaccines. See, We're conveniently forgetting all the great things he did as a player on the court. So 
what he does, what somebody does in their post career, it can be tragic and disappointing and frustrating for some guys or, or girls. But that shouldn't take away from what they did when they played. I, I'm, I'm, I've been frustrated over the last few weeks over some of these little instances here and there, and I haven't brought it up and, and because this Scottie Pippen thing has kind of pushed me over the edge where people are like, Scottie Pippen was a terrible player. Look at all the bad things that he did, or he he wilted under this pressure or whatever. It's like, no, where was this criticism when he was playing? When he was playing. Yeah, I'm it, with you. It wasn't there. I'm with you. That's a great point. Suddenly, all of a sudden, because he's he's got a controversial opinion that a lot of us disagree with, suddenly we're applying all of that to what his whole career was. I just think that's really unfair. I, you're you're right because, and you bring up two really and they're almost obvious points, but you know how the sports world is, especially in the fandom age. But a player like John Stockton, who leads the NBA in history in steals and assists. Should not be should not have his career condemned to the fact of oh well he thinks this about the vaccine, that that is bonkers to me, absolutely ridiculous to me. Scottie Pippen's comments uh, or what he thinks should not be put under microscope and compared with his sports career on the court for the Chicago Bulls. Tiger Woods off the course issues should not be compared to his game on. The course, Kobe Bryant. I mean, the list goes on of a bunch of really great athletes who did great things on the field, course, or court. He or she, and had some controversial things happen in their off the course, court, or field. He or she life. There's no way that should be that. There's no way that should happen. Now, are we can are we permitting it? Are we are we saying it's okay? No, we're just telling you. Quit comparing like. Don't tell me, and like you said, don't tell me Stockton is the 20th best jazz player in history based on an opinion that he had 20 years after his career ended, 18 years after his career ended. Just doesn't make any sense. Now, if we've, if there's a revelation about something that they did while they played, that steroids, performance-enhancing drugs, oh, it's a whatever, different conversation. or something else that they did that got covered up and now has come to light, then yes, we should apply that yes. standard and say yes, you do are knocked Lance down. Armstrong. You you deserve to have a lower position. Absolutely. In our hallowed halls of what we think about greatness. But because of an opinion or a take or something that's done post career, especially decades <laughs> after a career, it's really disappointing to me how some people are just you know killing these guys and their reputations and all of a sudden applying you know some of the the nuance of what's going on today and then applying that to what happened 10 20 years ago 1570 text in he says i feel the same way about kurt schilling he doesn't get into the hall of fame because of, oh, of his political beliefs amen that's a perfect amen. spot on example he doesn't get in because so well said uh, i've heard it many times the uh, baseball writers they just, oh, they don't like his political opinions one guy said he's he was a great player, but he's not getting in because he's a turd. Because <laughs> they don't like his opinions. Like, look, let's forget about that. This is about for that specific instance. This is about his playing career, yeah. not about his opinion. And after his, he played, and his playing career speaks volumes. He's a two-time World Series champion. Yeah, there's he's no question he should be won a Hall of Game Famer. Seven in the World Series against the vaunted Yankees. I mean, this is a very great pitcher. He's not going to get in because of. 
post-career beliefs and opinions. And that's just, that's the Baseball Hall of Fame for you, though. Baseball Hall of Fame is a joke. It is. I've always been with that. Uh, Eric, let's go ahead and get into the show again. If you want to text in 435-339-0321. Came to light yesterday, uh, Andy Larson of the Tribune, uh, beat writer for the Utah Jazz, put out an article of the story behind the Utah Jazz front office shakeup. And, and, and why it's happening now. Really interesting information came to light. Uh, that sources had said that um, Snyder and Lindsey were definitely not getting along. That the Azabuki pick really was the last straw for Snyder. He was really upset with that pick. Really? And for a lot of the front office. the front A lot of the front office did not understand that selection. <laughs> a lot of us were scratching our heads yeah, too. Right? Like you need an athletic wing that became apparent in the bubble. Yep. And what do they do? No, oh, let's draft another big man. Now Justin Zanuck is in the, the NBA is shifting to positionless basketball, shooters on the wings, three point shooting. Let's go get a big man who lives in the post. And who can't do anything else but that. And you already what? got a guy who does that. Uh now, according to Andy Larson's article, uh Smith made the decision, Ryan Smith did. Wanted to put a stamp on this on his new organization, uh, and this is by the way the Lindsay comments last Saturday two weeks ago were were really kind of just how prophetic, if you will. He said, "quote It's only natural that he's saying Ryan Smith's preferences and inclinations will move us in a new direction." Do you think that Dennis Lindsay? knew he was going to be leaving that role and become an advisory, which, by well, the way, he states in the article as a demotion. Well, I, 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 I can't remember who it was, if it was Tony Jones or somebody outside a report that Dennis Lindsay had become more and more withdrawn over these last few weeks uh, since they got bounced out of the, uh, uh, the playoffs. Um, he wasn't... He, uh, uh, initially, there were some. He was still kind of active with getting ready for the uh, draft combine and the draft lottery. Um, but as the days went on, he became more and more absent and reserved. So, like he knew this, it was coming. So Lindsey, who was hired by the Utah Jazz in 2012, hired Snyder in 14, and then in the years, according to Larson, Snyder and Lindsey's relationship deteriorated, creating a distrust between the pair that impacted day-to-day jazz operations, and year by year, it became more visible to the front office. It's too bad. I didn't bad. know it was that bad. Yeah, I didn't know it was that bad either. They've done a very good job of covering that up, at least keeping it out of the public eye. Um, I did see uh, there, this may not be the last of the changes. I know there's been a lot of rumor about Danny Ainge, but uh, there may be more changes yeah. at the as a as a reaction to this, or just not just in reaction to this, but just we're already planned to be in the works. It's just about the timing. So here are some of the dim- disagreements uh, from a uh, according to a source within close to the situation. Uh, Lindsay and the team's front office dislike Snyder's tendency to keep smaller, consistent rotations, which prevented end of bench players and prospects from getting play uh, playing time, and players that the front office believed in or wanted to raise value. Examples of Dante Exum and Nigel William Goss. Meanwhile, Snyder believed, frankly, that those players weren't frequently NBA rotation caliber players and playing them significant minutes would hamper his chances at winning. Snyder believed Lindsey didn't give his teammates as much talent as possible 
and left holes on the roster unfilled, which limited his options in coaching, which became evident in the wake of the Jazz loss to the Clippers in this year's postseason. Wow, really interesting. So Snyder feels like, you're not giving me good guys, so I'm not going to play them. Meanwhile, Lindsay is like, you got to play them so at least we can develop value. So if we want to trade them and get rid of them and move on them. So, so but, really but different don't we get, but, opinions there on how to handle the and situation. As we, when I read that, and as I hear you say that, it just tells me Snyder's right. Like, dude, you put in a team for me to put together. These guys are not NBA rotational guys. I'm sorry. And, and Exum proved that, as did NGW. They just weren't supposed to be on the court at that time. Right At the end of the day, what is Quinn Snyder's job? It's to win. To win basketball games. His job isn't to develop marginal rotational players to improve their value for trade assets. Sure, his job should be develop a roster that can be provide depth and options. But if he doesn't believe in that roster, why in the world should he play it? And that's been a big argument yeah, with you I, and I. With, yeah. It's like, I'm why isn't you. Quinn using these guys more? And now when it comes to crunch time, he can't use them because they don't know what to do. And it's because Quinn doesn't think that they're He just NBA doesn't believe in them. Guys. How is that, dude? Man, like, if I'm Brantley <laughs> and Forrest. Oh, can you believe that? Um, I just got told, Quinn Snyder does not believe in you. Yeah. Oh. I Can you imagine Lindsay's like, hey, man, I got you this guy. And Quinn's like. Why? He's not even going to play. Why did you get him? Why I don't even need him. Well, you know? I think it also speaks to the lack of communication between coach and, and general manager. And that's exactly when what it comes out. time to draft players and and look at your roster. That exactly points this out. In fact, it keeps going. Uh, Derek Favors first did with the Jazz. Lindsey was a proponent of starting Favors at the power forward position next to Rudy Gobert. Uh, Snyder uh, joined most of the Jazz front office in being for. Sorry, and then Snyder, meanwhile, struggled with the spacing of the floor under those lineups of Favors and Gobert being on the court. He didn't think it would work. And honestly, I think Snyder was right. He was right. It didn't. It was a constant struggle. It was bad. Uh, Snyder joined most of the Jazz front office and being frustrated and confused by the selection of Azabuki uh, with the team's first-round pick in 2020. Selection, or the selection, sources said, was made over strenuous disagreement from the team's scouting department. But Lindsey saw a future in Azabuki's size and ability for f- to finish around the basket and made the selection. You know, the Jazz also in the last year have lost two really good, talented people in the coaching staff and in the scouting. Uh, Johnny Bryant was an assistant coach, went to New York. He's incredible, uh, by know, the way. Tom Thibodeau Great development was getting coach. all the attention, but Johnny Bryant was definitely part of that oh, staff that yes. turned some things around. Could not agree more, Eric. Uh, and then, um, now I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he's been there a long time, been a great uh, analyst for players. Is it look Igor? At. No. Gosh. Or is he's it got the- glasses, African-American. Um, I think he went to New York as well, if I'm not mistaken. I know there was that Zach guy who went to Dallas, and I can't remember the other guy. I know, and, and Donald Sterling uh, is, I guess, Donald Sterling, he's the talent relations scout over scouting. So he had a say in that, too. By the way, they just released some other guy, too, um, and said they weren't going to, re- oh, uh, development personnel of operations for the Utah Jazz. He's been there for 42 years, and he went into the office, and they said, we're not renewing your contract. So you want to talk about, like, just starting over. 
putting your imprint as a new owner on this organization. He's done that. Well, he's he's come in. Ryan Smith has come in and has recognized there's look, we were we had a great regular season. We've got some great talent on the court and off the court, but there's some dysfunction here. Like we've done enough to get to good. We have to make some tough choices to get to great. That is the hardest challenge wherever you go, from going from good to great. And Ryan Smith is coming in here with fresh eyes. And look, like I don't this is probably the only way you can do this really effectively. Is like I he's new. Yeah. He doesn't have long standing loyalties to anybody. Yep. And say, look, I'm just what's working and what's not? What do we need to do to to move on and move up? And sometimes that makes uh, having us to uh, make difficult uh, choices and tough decisions that affect people's careers. Now, Sarah was occasionally frustrated by Lindsay's public statements. And remember this, in 2018, when they started 9-12 on the season, and Lindsay had said on a radio interview, or at least noted in a press conference, that the Jazz high turnover rate as a source of the early season woes. Snyder saw the comments as encroaching on his territory. Now, there were several disagreements, but the biggest one, and you've already talked about it before, that Steve Starks, who was the uh, former Jazz president, now CEO of LHM Group of Companies, he was the go-between between Lindsay and Snyder. He was like the mediator. And these two, Snyder and Lindsay, never, rarely and almost never wanted to speak one-on-one with each other. <laughs> That's so. There's these are incredible revelations. This, there's a major disconnect. Like, yeah. Hey, uh, Steve, will you go tell Snyder this? And Snyder turned around and says, will you go tell Dennis this? If I'm Steve Starks, I say, you know what? We're having dinner. This place, this time, if you're not there, so be it. Your word's not going to be heard from me. But I need both of you there. We got to figure this out. Yep. Knives out. Let's get it all aired out, and then let's put it away, fix it, and move on. As one source says in in, in the article, uh, while the relationship between the two men, it wasn't as combative this year, and winning was the big reason why, at the end of it all, it says one source told him, Quinn won. <laughs> wow. So, Lindsey's been demoted to an advisory role. Quinn still has his job as a head coach. Ryan Smith is probably going to be leaning more on Justin Zanuck in the GM role, who, by the way, probably should have got it while he was in Milwaukee. Didn't get it. Should have got it in Houston. Was overlooked. And so now here he is as a GM of the Utah Jazz. Young, smart, very, very talented in his job. I look forward to seeing great things from him. And if it's Danny Age with them, great. More power to him. Well, and, and connected. Let's not forget he was a former agent. And so he understands the role of, of the player and their relationships with um, teams and, and contracts. So um, it's a very critical time for the Utah Jazz. Um, we've got a young superstar, a great uh, center that is flawed, but he is he does some things that no one else in the league can do. But they've got they've got a lot to figure out with that roster and and uh, their direction moving forward. Now, according to Tony Jones, Shane Battier has been mentioned as a potential addition to the team's front office, uh, along with Danny Ainge. Could you imagine a front office with Justin Zanuck, Dwayne Wade, and he has kind of a lesser role, Shane Battier. <laughs> And uh, Danny Ainge. Well, Dwayne Wade really doesn't have a role in the front office, just as an owner, but certainly well, I mean, they're picking role. his brain. He doesn't have a day-to-day role, but I still think he has a voice. Yeah, sure. Uh, 1570 tweets in, or excuse me, text in, 
I agree that last year's pick uh, was a head was a head scratcher, but I also agree with Lindsay about being frustrated with Sider not giving bench guys a chance and sticking with the same rotations every game. I think we were all frustrated with that this playoffs, but I also agree that they didn't have the depth they needed. Right, because Quinn didn't develop the depth because he didn't believe in the depth. And it's not just about what happened in May or in June. This was a function of what was happening in February and March and April, that Quinn wasn't playing those guys only in garbage time. They didn't get time to play with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert alongside Mike Connolly. They only got to play with each other or see the court when it was a 20-point game in the last two minutes when nobody cared, and it's sloppy basketball. Boy, cost him a... uh... Cost him a playoff, with, I guess, a chance at the Western Conference Final this year, which we're going to get to here next. Phoenix Suns get clobbered by the Clippers last night. Paul George, remarkable again. But at the same time, Eric, you brought something up yesterday. We were going to talk about it. We missed it. But the Phoenix Suns are doing something that the Jazz couldn't do. Is that right? Right, or or wouldn't do. Yeah. Uh, so what what's the difference between... The Clippers Suns series and the Jazz Suns series. Uh, then also, there's a really important game for tonight in the Eastern Conference: Milwaukee and Atlanta. Trey Young is he going to go? Oh yeah. So we'll give you an update on what's going on in the conference finals uh, and some name, image, likeness uh, stuff from the NCAA. Is it too little, too late, or does it solve kind of a strange issue that's going to be unfolding within the next two days? Well, so have your stat and players. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press, 106.9 The Fan. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. An unnamed general manager from another club called Aaron Rodgers selfish. Ex-NFL GM saying the guy's selfish. Teammates don't like him. Coaches don't like him. It's all about Aaron. They deal with him because he's a superstar. He helps guys make money. It's the old, he's respected, but he's not really liked. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Did you know you could do most of the rock, block, and paper projects around your home yourself? It's true, and Castellite and Logan can help. Their friendly, knowledgeable staff will help you on those projects and more. Why go anywhere else? You can find everything you need for rock, block, and paper projects under one roof at very competitive prices. Right here at Castellite and Logan. For brick, block, rock, paper, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at Castellite.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I've never heard this song. What? I'm, I'm, not, I'm being dead serious. Are you serious? Yeah, I've never heard this. It's a classic song. This is from, uh, don't tell me, um, Black Keys? Nope. No. Nope. Uh, I was going to bother you now, huh? Yes, it is. White Stripes? Ram Jam. Ram Jam. <laughs> I was off. Yeah, I was off just a little. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So um, I want to go back to now. There's a lot of talk about what happened last night. 
Paul George was phenomenal. Reggie Jackson was amazing. Morris was really critical early. Uh, and the, the Clippers stave off elimination in Phoenix, shift the series back to L.A. for Game 6 tomorrow. But I want to go back to Game 4. This was, in my mind, um, similar to Game 5 against Utah. Phoenix builds up this big lead. Third quarter, the Clippers come back with a vengeance. They make some adjustments. They're making it really tough for Phoenix to score. They come back. It's anybody's game at the end of the third quarter. But the difference is Phoenix never really relinquished the lead. They held on, even though that was a really gritty, bad half of basketball, especially the fourth quarter, not a lot of points scored. But the Phoenix Suns held on, and they were able to secure the victory. And they did it by getting really gritty with the Clippers. They got in their their face. They got in their space. There were technicals. There was physical play. That's something the Jazz were never willing to do. Jazz had that 25-point lead in the third quarter in what, game five? Yeah. Or was that game six? Uh, no, it was game six, 25. Or, no, it was game, yeah, it was game six, final game. Um, But the Jazz were never willing to get gritty, get physical with the Clippers. Phoenix was willing to do that in game four. Now, Chris Paul's shot is not there right now. He's wasting a lot of energy running around trying to get that mid-range shot, and it's not falling, and that's been a bit of a problem. At least it certainly was for Game 5. But there was a, it, the, the script was eerily similar. Big lead. They lose it in the third quarter. But the difference was Phoenix was able to hold on and make adjustments in the fourth, whereas the Jazz lost their composure, and the Clippers just kept on their momentum and stole the game. George ends up having a playoff career high of 41. Reggie Jackson put in 23. This all without Kawhi Leonard and Zubak, who is also out. 116-102 is your final. We are tied at two games. Or Sorry, uh, Phoenix leads the series three games to two, but we go back to the Staples Center for game six of this series, which is tomorrow night. Uh, real, again, just really impressive by the Clippers. Like Patrick Beverly is... He's the enforcer, like what Jay Crowder and Trevor Booker were for the Utah Jazz at one point. Matt Harpering is what Patrick Beverly is for the LA Clippers. And it's, I mean, it's working. It honestly is working. Well, look, the, the Clippers, yeah, they've got toughness. Uh, I believe it was Boogie Cousins last night, uh, or was it Paul George? I don't remember which, but somebody, one of them said, look, there's everybody on this team is, is tough. Uh, everyone in that locker room is tough, and they play tough. Um, but the you're right. The Utah Jazz. Who's the enforcer for Utah? Joe oh, Ingles. No, nah, we don't have one. Joe Royce Ingles is no longer there. Royce, Royce is a good defender, but he's not an enforcer. No, he's not. Joe's an enforcer. a good trash talker, but he's not an enforcer. He hasn't talked since like 18, though. So the uh, the Jazz they just they lacked toughness. They're soft, right? They're soft. Yeah, they wouldn't push around. They wouldn't. Step over anybody. If someone came at them, they'd back down. I mean, this never really happened. The Jazz weren't getting under their skin. They couldn't get anybody off their game. Uh, game six, Staples Center. If you're a Suns fan, are you worried? Well, if I'm a Suns fan, I think I've still got two games to close this out. 
Yeah, but that's what the Jazz and the Mavericks both said, too. <laughs> we know how that went. <laughs> well, Jazz didn't have two chances to close it out. Okay. but I mean, they did, but they didn't. Like, yeah. you're, up, you're up two games to none, man. You yes. Sh- you should be tied back at two going in. Yeah. So, technically, I guess the Jazz did have two games to close it out. But Again. Still. Uh, but if I'm the Suns, I, I think, look, Chris Paul hasn't quite been the same since he... Uh, in this series, but he'll get there. You think so? Um, and we're just we're, we're, they got they believe in themselves. I think they they feel like they'll figure it out. We'll get to the Bucks talks here in just a moment. I got to ask you though. Jeff Van Gundy yesterday used the word sissification in regards of the what he feels is so a soft league now, especially in the playoffs. Do you? I mean, I miss the '90s stuff. I miss when. You know, it was, hey, you know, let him play it out. Let him figure it out on the court. Do you feel like we're getting too soft right now here, in the, especially in the NBA playoffs? A little bit, but I also think that there's a double standard. I, I think if you're going, if you're a big man in the post, you can get murdered mm-hmm. and the refs don't call anything. If you're a, a shooter out on the perimeter and someone breathes on you, three free throws, let's stop the game, let's go to the replay and make sure you're okay. Yeah. It's a total double standard. I mean, Aiton and Zubats and even Rudy before, Joel Embiid, all these big men are down there just getting hammered, and it's a total double standard. But, boy, you barely brush the elbow of a shooter, and, oh, hang on now. Don't don't look at him crosswise. we got to slow this game down, protect these guys. So uh, that, that frustrates me, too. Milwaukee Bucks, Atlanta Hawks tonight inside of State Farm Arena. Milwaukee leads this series two games to one right now after Chris Milton put up a phenomenal performance in game uh, game three where he had 38 points, which is his uh, career high tying for a playoff game. He scored 20 of those in the fourth quarter. Look, as good as Giannis is, when his supporting cast is knocking down shots, and I even the starters I call him a supporting cast, but when he's got a supporting cast being as efficient as Chris Middleton, I thought Jay Rualde was was okay. Not his best, but it was okay. Made good defensive presence. Exactly. I just when they're on their game, this team is nearly unbeatable. They're tough. They're they're really good. Uh, and, and, and go ahead. But the question is, um is uh, is Trey Young has he been cleared to play tonight? Do we know? Uh we haven't heard ha- anything yet. I haven't heard anything yet either. Yeah, he twisted his right ankle. Well, but, if he doesn't go, if he's not available, oh, I mean that series is toast. Yeah. Me too. Uh let's see here. Trey Young, I have no idea if he's going to be going tonight. We'll see. No word yet. Nope. Uh, but Bucks Hawks tonight again, six thirty on TNT. Uh, Bucks again lead this series two games to one. I'm with you. If if Trey Young is fifty percent healthy, the Bucks are still going to just whip this team. Like you need a very very healthy Trey Young to keep up with this Bucks team. Because you're starting to see the confidence come through Middleton. Jeru on the defensive side, as you mentioned. Uh, Brooke Lopez, Giannis. Like, even the supporting cast, even the bench guys are doing well. Like, if you get a 50% Trey Young, it's not going to be good enough. No. No, they Atlanta needs him to be on his A game to, to give themselves a shot. Uh, they're just... They have some guys that have been really pleasant surprises in these playoffs. and been kind of fun to watch. But... It's it's Trey Young who makes it all happen. Oh, heavens yes. Yeah, if heavens he's not yes. available, oof, it's yeah, going to be a rough night. Out. 
Now, Sam Merrill's going to get a lot of time. Yeah, please. Bro. Oh, dude, okay. If I see Elijah Bryant step on the court one more time before Sam, I'm going to be calling Boonholzer and be like, sir, your job's on the line. Uh, 9315, this one-hour show is killing me. I miss all the info I'd get in two hours. So how do I fill one hour void from five to six? Easy, just get back on the app and re-listen to our show after yeah, we're just done. Listen to it twice. Uh, he asked. He uh, he does ask, who can the Jazz get to be the enforcer for next year? I don't know. I don't know, man. I, again, I just I miss Jay Crowder. I don't miss his shooting. I just miss the enforcer part. Yeah, he brought that level of toughness, and, and it that that wears off like. If you see one guy out there flexing and like getting in somebody else's face, you're like, oh yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, go. I'm gonna back him Fires up. Fires him up. Yeah, right. And you're going, you're you're part of it. But Utah has nobody like that. Nobody. So I I don't know if they find something like that in the draft. Look, Grayson Allen was gonna be that kind of a guy, but they moved him. Yeah. Um. So like, there's a chance you could find someone like that in the draft. Maybe they. Make a trade or a free agency as they rebuild their roster, but I think that's got to be something that needs to be considered. Nine four six three, and then we'll get to a break here. I feel like officiating is still adjusting from moving out of the hack shack era, where they were told not to slow down the game so much. But now the big guys get hammered unfairly, but the shooters draw nonsense fouls because the refs haven't been trained accordingly. Maybe but there is a big uh, movement that's going to be looked at in the off season about shooters. Uh, doing unnatural moves, moves. to draw fouls. Yeah. Uh, certainly, James Harden is oh, the master boy. of that. Trey Young has been doing a lot of that. And Chris Paul is pretty good at that, So too. the NBA is looking at it like, look, if you're going to do an unnatural move, you're going to throw something just to draw a foul, we are not going to award you or reward you for that. And I, I love, love that. Love that rule. Me too. I love that rule. Let's take a break. Coming back, name, image, likeness. Boy, this is starting to pick up some steam, and now it's looking more and more like a possibility, and Really like it's uh, it's going to happen. And how does that affect, again, uh, how does it affect college athletes? And I finally get my dream. We get a college football game back. That's what it means for me. A, a, a non-sport sport. I'm grateful <laughs> for it. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press. And our stat and player. Yes, 106 and the fan. This radio station is proud to provide a patriotic soundtrack to this year's fireworks shows. From Logan's Willow Park and Lewiston July 3rd. For your own backyard celebration July 4th and Hiram July 5th. Each evening at 10, tune into this radio station for music and message. Join us as we celebrate the United States of America and pay tribute to the brave men and women who serve. Special thanks to these businesses for sponsoring this year's soundtrack. Schreiber Foods, now hiring and matching wages for qualified candidates. McDonald's, looking for employment? McDonald's wants to help your future. Possibilities start at McDonald's. Apply today. Monson Vision, offering state-of-the-art LASIK vision correction right here in Cache Valley. With joy, we celebrate the United States of America. Tune into this radio station July 3rd, 4th, and 5th at 10 p.m. as we celebrate America the Beautiful. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Salveson. Of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's it's big in Scandinavia. Yep. So hold on. They marry, she likes the hot meals. So they can carry them across whatever and then drink their weight in beer. So she's just, like bobbing on the on his back because he's running around. Eric, Eric, don't. She's don't, doubled don't, over. Don't. Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
Doctors Blatter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to announce Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. The staff at Ascent Aesthetics consider themselves educators first, helping you to feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. Stop and meet the amazing staff and learn why you can trust Ascent Aesthetics with Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, and more. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. They look forward to meeting you. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard, aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. It's a 4th of July celebration like no other at Discount Tire in Smithfield, Logan, and Providence. Prices have been going up on tires, but not at Discount Tire. They were able to purchase tires before the price increase that other tire stores saw. That means you'll save even more at Discount. During the 4th of July sale, get up to 70% off a set of Michelin tires, the best brand in the business. And don't forget, they sell ATV, RV, and trailer tires, and they're all on sale. It's time to cool off. Grab your inner tubes at Discount Tire and head for the water. Or if your vehicle's AC is acting up, bring it into Discount for an AC recharge. Don't miss out. This sale ends Saturday. Only at Discount Tire and Automotive in Smithfield, Logan, and Providence. Discount Tire. So much more than a tire store. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you want small and simple or a little more, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner works personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. And you can rest assured the Riverwoods Conference Center is following every guideline from the CDC and Health Department. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. Les Olson Company realizes that having cutting-edge and dependable computer hardware enables the front line of your business to get the job done. They also help you play defense with the most sophisticated IT security products available. Create an all-star work environment with the latest IT products and best support and cash value. Les Olson Company's managed IT is there for you all the way. Visit lessolson.com to learn more. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. People come to me all the time and say, wow, Cash Valley Bank is growing. We are growing and providing banking services to many communities in Utah and particularly here in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank is actively involved in our communities with local people who can make decisions quickly and professionally. We're a community bank and Cash Valley is important to us. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Yeah, the new girl is uh, <laughs> eyes wide open early on. I'm so with AJ so, in the building. So if you get... <laughs> so I walk back over like, ma'am, I need to apologize in advance. Anything that comes out of my mouth 
You need to sign a like a waiver form that you will not be offended. All right, just in case. I mean, okay. Now you're giving me like the yeah. Dude, you still shouldn't say things that should have. There's certain lines you can't cross. Okay, or he said you should not cross. Okay, but your brother gets away with that. Can't say that. Like I said, there's certain lines you should not cross. Not just you. I'm just generally speaking. People. We need to have another uh, human resources. Yeah, we meeting. need to we need to follow uh, <laughs> pull up that uh, episode of the office. When, <laughs> get our, there's only going to be two people in there. <laughs> our resource training from them. I uh, felt bad. I really did. Uh, okay. So name, image, likeness. Yes. NCAA yesterday realizes there are a bunch of states that have taken like their own initiatives. Uh, There's uh, several more that are just debating it and and have some form of a bill that's being discussed. Even Congress is talking about taking action because the NCAA has just sat on their hands for far too long and have not done anything to address or modernize their, their current structure when it comes to how athletes can benefit from their name, image, and likeness. Like any other person on that campus can. If I'm, uh, even if I'm a cheerleader, I can, I I can benefit from my name, image, and likeness. So is it anybody involved with NCAA athletics? Is that correct? Yes. Cheerleaders, mascot? No. Probably not the mascot. Okay. I mean, that's a serious question, too. I didn't know if the mascot was included in that. So Because that's, that's, I think, considered as a, a, a trademarked... Of the university, huh? Of the, uh, yeah, trademark of the university. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So it was a 9-0 unanimous decision. The Supreme Court upheld the lower court's decision that NCAA restrictions on education-related benefits for college athletes violated the antitrust law. And so the, so the NCAA is pretty much like, look, okay, fine. You know what? You figure it out. And good luck. But just know you're making the wrong decision. <laughs> but well, so they're trying to figure something out on a, on a on the eleventh hour, like quite literally. Like a lot of these rules go into effect with these like twelve states on July first. Yeah, ten other states are discussing it and and, and uh, or have passed something recently that will be will go into law and be available soon within months. And so the NCAA finally says, okay, let's get everybody together. Let's huddle up in a room, hash something out over, you know, until you can finish off your coffee, and uh, we'll go from there. And I'm sure we're going to have a brilliant piece of NCAA legislation. It's going to be a hot mess. It will not be uh, very well thought through or organized or the uh, consequences considered unintended and uh, intended. So it's going to be a mess. But they're trying to figure out some kind of a waiver that would allow – Student athletes to benefit now. They're still trying to become like this. The way some of this is being debated is like look, you can do this, um, and you, it kind of gets put in a, in an account. And when you graduate or when you leave, then you can access those funds. That's but that's also what's kind of under under debate here is that's why can't they benefit right now, away? Yeah, which I agree with. I mean, if they're a freshman and they're being put all over buildings or whatever it is, programs, they should be able to benefit immediately from that. If the university is using that player to promote ticket sales, yeah, promote their event, why isn't that player... You're using my image to yeah. sell your product. And we're making you millions, by the way. Yes. Like, think about that. Like, uh, like a, a Duke, a North Carolina in basketball, or a Vanderbilt in baseball, or a 
Alabama Texas. in football or Texas in football or basketball or baseball. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Texas had over $200 million in revenue in one year. That's Dude, North of two hundred million dollars in revenue. Jeez. Oh, so, but Utah State is nowhere near that. We get that, but there are opportunities. Like if if you've got a weekend event and you want to hype it up, and um, you think having the star quarterback showing up to make an appearance will help get other people there, you should pay for that. You should yeah, pay him for it. Because he and and this is stupid to say. Well, kind of a stupid reason to give, but they're leaving things behind. I mean, they got homework to do and stuff to do. You know, game planning, film, whatever it is, and they need to get back to it. But you're taking they're taking their time out of their day to be able to come and help you out. Yeah, I would agree. I would abs. So with that, but it's, it's still wildly different from state to state. Yeah, because some are saying like the the student athlete themselves get a portion of it. The other portion goes to the whole athletic department for other student-athletes who will never get a chance yeah. to make something similar. Others are saying, look, that's the person. That's the influencer. Give it all to them. So the NCAA needs to have some sense of look, th- this is how it has to be across the board everywhere, or else you're going to have some states or schools within some states that will have a much richer opportunity than in others. And you know that will get used in recruiting. Oh, Absolutely. Because I, I and I hate to bring the school up, but down B- BYU, like they're always using players' faces, basketball, baseball, football, track. I mean, they use everybody's faces for a lot of things. They got to get compensated for that. There's no way you don't. Like BYU is going to be forking out a lot of money. But I guess, if or you, if you want to, I I want the the, st- the the three point shooter on your team to talk about. I've got a great sandwich, and he loves eating my sandwich. And I, I need him to say, I love eating this sandwich. Yeah. Four words. You're like, all right, I got to get paid for it. Yep. That's crazy. Holy cow. So it's, it, it is coming to treat like a pro athlete, just less money. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. All right, let's go ahead and get to our uh, stat and player today. We'll go uh, here on a Tuesday. We'll start with the stat that blew our mind. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. All right, stat that blew your mind. All right, for me, I'm going to Euro 2020. Oh, boy. Uh, Spain, first team to score five goals in consecutive games of a single major tournament since Brazil back in 1958 in the World Cup. Spain is also the first team to have five different players score a goal oh. in a Euro match. Dude, how about uh, how about Switzerland today? Uh, and then you Ukraine winning today too. Oh, did World. Ukraine win? Yeah, yep. Ukraine won. That's cool, good for them. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, my set that blew my mind, Eric. On this day, according to ESPN stats and info, in 1990, on this very day in 1990, Fernando Valenzuela and Dave Stewart each throw a no hitter on the same night. In 2004, Randy Johnson becomes the fourth pitcher to reach 4,000 strikeouts. And in 07, Barry Bonds hits his 750th career home run. On the same day, just years apart. Wow. That's amazing. All right. Player. Let's do our player. Um, I think for the sake of time, we'll just roll into it. Let's get this down. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. So for me, uh, Shohei Otani. He's been phenomenal. Unreal. Um, Dude, unreal. I mean, Trout's out from injury, but Otani has been keeping the Angels alive a little bit. 
Um, like this is what's crazy. Uh, he's hit 25 home runs already. And then there's a lot of guys who have done that at this point in the season or in a season overall. Uh, 2,523 different instances of 25 home run seasons. Previous 2,522 instances combined generated 41 pitching strikeouts. 36 of those which came from Babe Ruth. Otani has already struck out 82 batters this season, and it's only June. Dude, come on. Guy's amazing. That's unreal. Mississippi State was shut down by Vanderbilt last night, getting only five hits on two runs, both earned three walks, and they were struck out 12 times. My player of the week is the Vanderbilt pitching staff. They have been phenomenal. Mm, good and now choice. They got a nice break because of the NC State situation. Right. You get a little extra time. But, hey, you still got to throw. And this Mississippi State offense is good, and they were able to shut him down. Game two is in about four minutes on ESPN. Uh, if Andy wins, they win the championship for the second year in a row. That's going to do it for us tonight. We'll have more tomorrow here on the Full Court Press. Through the I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Finally, there's no more controversy. Paul George is officially playoff P, at least for today and certainly last night. The Clippers start.